Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Daf Differently. I am Rabbi Joel Roth from the Jewish Theological Seminary and the Conservative Yeshiva. And today we are studying Tractate Ta'anit Daf Kafei. The last couple of days we have devoted to the stories that appear on these pages of Masechet Ta'anit. Daf Kafei brings us virtually to the end of the third chapter of Tractate Ta'anit. And near the end of this discussion, we return to some discussion of matters of law. You may recall, when you studied the Mishnah, that the near the end of the Mishnah of this chapter, the Mishnah said that if people were fasting for a declared fast in, in order to bring rain, and the rains began before the sun shone, then they need not complete their fast. If it began after the sun had begun to shine, they should complete their fast. But Rabbi Eliezer said, <clears throat> if the sun, if the rain began to fall before midday, they need not complete their fast, but after midday, they need to complete their fast. And allow me to make one comment about this. Almost all fasts in Jewish tradition, though they are declared at the mincha service prior to the onset of the day of the fast, the actual fasting begins when the sun rises. You may recognize that as being the case with what are called minor fasts during the calendar year, like the 10th of Tevet or the 17th of Tammuz. Those dates begin at night, of course, but the fast itself begins only when the day has actually begun. Let's read a passage from Ta'anit Kafei, which is near the bottom of the page, the first long line near the bottom of the page. It begins with a baraita referring to the part of the Mishnah that I just quoted for you. Here is what the Talmud says. Tenu Rabbanan, our rabbis taught in a baraita. Hayu mit'anin v'yardulahem gishanin. If a fast had been declared and the rains began to fall, korem ha prior to the sun's coming out, lo yashlimu, they need not complete the fast. Lachar ha yashlimu. But if the rains do not begin until the until the sun has already shone, begun, begun to shine, then they should complete their fast. Divrei Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Yehuda, Omer, Rabbi Yehuda says, Korem chatzot lo yashlimu. 
if the rains began prior to midday, they need not complete their fast. But after midday, they should complete their fast. Rabbi Yossi Omer, Rabbi Yossi says, If the rains begin prior to the ninth hour of the day, they need not complete the fast. But if after the ninth hour, then they should complete their fast. Shakein matzinu ba'achav melech Yisrael, for that is what we find concerning Achav Ahab, the king of Israel, shehit anam itesha shaot ulamala, who fasted from the ninth hour and on, shene'emar haraita kinichna achav. God speaking, saying, do you see that Achav has subjugated himself to me? Allow me a couple of preliminary points. Number one, this Baraita has three views in it, whereas our Mishnah has only two. In fact, the Baraita has the author of one of the views that appears in the Mishnah stipulated by name, whereas in the Mishnah it is anonymous. These facts are not so unusual in Baraitot. But we will not dwell on that matter uh, uh, today. Allow me to explain a little bit the view of Rabbi Yose, who says that if the rains begin before the ninth hour, you needn't complete the fast, but if after the ninth hour you should, and brings his proof from King Ahab. The story about King Ahab that we are talking about here appears in the first book of Kings, chapter 21, verses 27 through 29. The prophet Elijah has come to Ahab and has told him that God is going to take the kingship away from him. Ahab was the husband of the queen Ezebah, Lord Jezebel. In verse 27, the Bible says, that when Ahab heard these words of Elijah the prophet, he tore his garment, he put sackcloth on his body, and he fasted. When God saw that all that Ahab had done, all of those things, God said through to Elijah, you see how Ahab has... Uh, uh, humbled himself before me. And since he has, then I will see that this doesn't, the evil does not occur during his life, but during the life of his son. Now, the question is, how do we know that King Ahab fasted from the ninth hour of the day? First of all, remember, they divided the day every day into 12 hours. So let's take a simple case of a day in, in which the daylight is exactly 12 hours long. Well, if the sun rises at 6 a.m. and sets at 6 p.m., then the ninth hour of the day will be 3 p.m. From 6 a.m. till noon will be 6 hours, and from noon to 3 will be 3 hours, hence 9 hours.
you should know that the Talmud in Tractate Psachim, page 107b, says that the kings of Israel don't rise early. They only get up at the third hour. That is to say, they eat, they get up at nine in the morning. And in those days, you only had a light breakfast, but your main meal was later in the day. And kings used to eat that meal at around the ninth hour. Therefore, we know that King Ahab would have to begun his fast at the ninth hour because that's when eating primarily took place. So now I repeat, the Baraita which we have read has three different views in it. One, that if it rains before, before the sun comes up, you don't have to complete the fast. The second, if it happens before noon. And the third, that if it happens before the ninth hour. The Talmud then tells the following. Rabbi Yehuda Nesiyah Gazar Ta'anita V'yaradur lahem gishamim la'achar hanetz hachama. Yehuda Nesiyah, the grandson of Judah the prince, declared a fast, and the rains began to fall after sunup. Savar la'ashluminhu. He thought that they should all complete their fast, that is, continue fasting even though it had rained, uh, and they should continue fasting till the end of the day. Amarle Rabbi Ami, but Rabbi Ami said to Yehuda Nesiyah, Korim chatzot v'achar chatzot shaninu. We have learned that the law follows the view of Rabbi Yehuda in the Baraita, that the determining factor is noontime and not the uh, not uh, sun. A second story. Shmuel Hakatan Gazarta Anita. Shmuel Hakatan. Do not confuse him with the famous Amora Shmuel. This is a different sage. Shmuel Hakatan. Shmuel Hakatan Gazarta Anita. Viaradulahem Gishamim Korem Hanetzachama. He also declared a fast, and the rains began prior to sunrise. Kisurinham Lomar, and people interpreted this. They thought that it should be explained as Shifcho Shel that it is the praise of the community. That is, the community was so worthy that they had declared a fast and it rained even before the sun came up. Amar lahem. But Shmuel HaKatan said to the community, I'll give you an analogy to which this can be compared. compared. It's comparable to a slave who is requesting a favor from his master. Amar Lahem, the master, that is to say, in our instance, God, says to his other servants, Tanulo va'al eshmakolo, give him what he wants so he won't pester me, so that I don't have to listen to his voice. That is, Shmuel Akatan answers the community and says, don't necessarily assume that it reflects your great honor that our prayers were answered so promptly that the rains began to fall before the sun came up. Shuv Shmuel Akatan Gazarta Anita, Viaradulahem Gishamim, Lachar Shkiyat Hachama. 
There was another time when Shmuel HaKatan declared a fast and the rains began to fall after the sun had set. Kisvurin ha'am lomar shivchosh al tzibur the, the uh, members of the community thought that this also reflected the uh, honor of the community. That is to say, the community had declared a fast. The fast was not even going to begin before the, 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 the sun was, uh, was, uh, had risen, but the rains began to fall. Uh, the rains didn't begin to fall until after the sun had set and they had gone an entire day. And the community thought that this reflected their glory and honor because they had been answered in one day. But Shmuel, the Katan, said to them, It is not the honor of the community. I'll tell you what it's comparable to. It's comparable to a slave who requests a, a gift from his master, and his master says to his other servants, hold off giving what he asks for until he becomes submissive and feels pain. And that's why in this story, the members of the community had to fast the entire day to be submissive and feel pain. And it doesn't reflect their glory that they were answered in one day. The Gemara itself and then asked the following question. Since we have two different statements here about Shmuel HaKatan denying uh, the community's interpretation of what constituted sufficient reason for their glory, what is it that Shmuel HaKatan would think would reflect the glory, honor, and prestige of a community? And the answer, Amar, he said, if the, if the Shliach Tibur says, Mashiv Haruach, Unashav Zika, if immediately upon saying Mashiv Haruach, the winds blow, Amar Mori Hageshem, Ve'ata Mitra, and if immediately upon saying Mori Hageshem, the rains begin to fall, that reflects the honor of the community, because the answer of their prayer is immediate upon stating their request before God. Those claims about Mashif HaRuach and the wind blowing and Morira Geshem and the rain immediately falling, we saw in the stories that were referred to uh, yesterday. With this, only a couple lines later, concludes the third Perek of Tractate Ta'anit, and tomorrow we'll begin our discussion of the fourth chapter. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.